table. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so. Hello, welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. What's going on? This is Ace of the A and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. Call in 4460387708. Once again, call in 4460387708. We're also live on Periscope as well as uh, Facebook for your thoughts, comments, questions about uh, the Last Dance, which we'll get into first. Uh, NASCAR is officially been to start up at Darlington this weekend. Um, MLB, the owners have made their pitch. We'll see what happens with that. And um, NFL schedule has been released. Uh, we were talking earlier about uh, the different teams that we follow, and we'll get our thoughts on the overall schedule as well. But uh, we'll jump right into it with The Last Dance, episodes 7 and 8 last night, meaning we're almost coming down to the end. Two more to go. Two more to go. It, you know, <laughs> I really would like to watch just Michael Jordan's reaction to uh, everyone else's interpretation of him. Like, for about, instance, the Gary Payton one, yeah. when he saw, when GP said that he wore him out and everything, well, and I mean, he, he started was, laughing yeah, at he, it yeah, like... Yeah, he's already showed I mean, he's... The crime meme is gone, but it's been memes after memes after memes. Starting with every time he gets that iPad and somebody says something, he watches it. A meme instantly comes from that. So I, I could watch ten episodes of just that, just, him, yeah. just his reaction to everybody else's reaction. Now I agree with you. It's been uh, quite entertaining to uh, get his perspective um, or to see, like I said, his reactions to certain things. Um, you know, again, back to, to the glove. You Like, the glove wasn't a problem. Right. <laughs> now, some of that's still an undercut to Gary. You know, the competitive nature in him is not going to be oh, like definitely. the glove had an effect on me. But when you go back and look at the couple of games that um, when um, – uh, I, I can't call the coach's name. Uh, George Carl. Carl decided to go ahead and let GP, GP play 90 feet. You know, which means basically both sides of the ball, not try to hold them on one end, you know, let them expand, you know, play Jordan straight up and score. You got to do it all. Um, there was there was somewhat of a drop off to Jordan's production, but I also think some of that was, okay, that's the move you're going to make. Now I'm going to facilitate the rock to some other people. Right. You know, so. The 72 and 10 win yeah. Bulls. Yeah, yeah. And people forget that GP was defensive player of the year. That year yeah. They were 68 and 14. Yeah. Like so four games off. The and game. they had beat them. Um they split the, in the season. The season yeah. 
So it wasn't like I know everybody said, yeah, they won 72 and 10, that it was just an automatic no, thing, no. that they were the heavily favorites. But we always talk about well, the Seattle we got, team. We, we get that from from, from our, <laughs> our uh, engineer. You know, he'll get on air. He goes, because you always go bad mouth Irvin Johnson. <laughs> How many games did he play? How many games did he play in that series? I think he totally played three games, a total of three games. He scored a total of four points. But, the but man, it was everybody else around him, but man. No, you but, had Nate McMillan coming off the bench. But the man, oh. the man, the, George Carl was the best defender because he didn't play him. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get a chance to do what he needed to do. But, again, all the other reason, you know, to be like they're 6-0, oh, there's a, a legit argument. I think I agree with most people. You probably don't agree with this. But, again, outside of the Lakers matchup, yeah. Which we can kind of go back and forth if you want to. That's fine. But I don't think there's much of an argument when you start looking at the other five finals that probably they were either equal or they were the Bulls were could have easily been an underdog in all the other five finals. Just strictly looking at paper Just and on the matchup. Paper, and the on matchups. matchups. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I say they were probably... Yeah, I, I would go equal and definitely less on all of them. Like I said, we can go back and forth on the Lakers, but even that one is still and, close. And, and, but and, it's not like they were just this clear-cut, heavily favored. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a guarantee. Yeah. And we saw that with the Warriors, 73-9, and nine, and the Bulls, even after they went 72-10, and 10, and uh, I think it was the Lakers who had the record for 6-8 wins at the time, they kept saying, it don't mean a thing if you don't have the ring. Yeah, so, yeah. again, we all felt... That the Warriors seven three and nine should have been a foregone conclusion, but that's not necessarily yeah. so the now, case. So now I will I'll go back to the Lakers the Lakers scenario that Lakers Bulls ninety one matchup, and I will say if you go back and I can look at myself at that time with Magic with Worthy with um, AC Green. I think it was on that team. Um, yeah. Uh, Byron, was, Byron Scott, Vladdy's first year. Vladdy's second year, I want to say. And you and you go ahead and you take just the Lakers' aura for the previous 10 years, 10 seasons, done been there nine, you know, nine. They know, they know what to so expect. I, they know how to handle getting tickets for family, yeah. little stuff like that that the Bulls – until you get there, yeah. you don't know what to expect. And, then, and they had just beaten the Pistons, so you riding off that high. We yeah. we finally got over this hump. We're in the uncharted territories yeah, at this yeah. point. So I playing the Lakers, but I still say on paper. Then when you factor in the injuries, and I think that's what when you factor in the injuries. But Worthy got hurt in the series. The Worthy got hurt the series before. He had a bad ankle. Magic, like I said before, he couldn't do instead, it all. Instead at of that being point. a test, you know, instead of him being a a Ferrari, you know, he might have been a, might have been an A4 or a, a C, you know, <laughs> he's a luxury car still, you know what I mean? But you wasn't going to ask him to do all of all of all of that, all the heavy lifting that at that needed point. to be done. Um, but again, Jordan has been, like you said, incredible. Then they kind of ended you with a real tear jerker to see to make sure Man. you watch, make sure you watch nine and ten. I think. We've all seen the images of him crying. So it it had a different presence and a different feel when you heard it. So not comparing this, but it's the Ray Rice. We knew what happened in the elevator, but until you saw it, 
then it affected you one way or the oh, other. Oh, yeah, yeah. So seeing the still images of Jordan crying, you knew what happened on Father's Day, that he had won. It was the first time without his father winning a championship. But until you heard that man boo-hoo and snot crying, <laughs> <laughs> it was a totally different effect. And from the very beginning, Jordan came in saying that a lot of people would look at him differently as a mean guy or a bad guy or whatever. But I think, and for the most part, I think a lot of people did. But that's what drove him. But seeing that particular piece humanized him. Yeah. We, we saw he was human in the um, uh, semifinals against Orlando when he... Um, got uh, stripped from behind for, by Nick Anderson, punched the ball out, then he missed the last second shot. It's like, okay, you know, Jordan is human. He can be beat. But the then... Human rust? It was rust. <laughs> it was rust. But then seeing him get emotional like that to where, you know, this joke is just like boo-hooing for... It's more than just a crying, get it out exclamation and then get it together. Yeah. No, he was down there for a minute to where they had to tell reporters, hey, give him a minute. Like, yeah. he'll come out in a second. But, yeah, because he, during the during the, the time, like, after his father died and all the times he was on TV and press conferences, you really didn't see any emotion about it from him. And I think it all came out in that moment like three years worth of holding it in. Yeah, because even during a funeral, his dad had taught him that you got to take something positive out of this. And so that's what his dad, who was his best friend, his his confidant, the person he could go to, the person that when he was tired, they went to Atlantic City, and that's when the whole gambling thing started. He was with his dad at that time. And then to fast forward to a point to where he's murdered. It wasn't just an illness that, you know, you saw coming or anything, yeah. but your dad was murdered. Yeah. And he had always told no him. No warning. Right, no warning, no preparation for anything yeah. like that. So sudden. And to see him still rely on his father's words and everything, and to say, you know what, even in a bad situation, you got to take something positive out of it. And... Looking back now, I, I won't say that his father was murdered for gambling, but it's still something ain't right. Talk for yourself. <laughs> it's so, still something ain't right with that. You know, you mentioned all that in the emotion three years, and that you know, I, I I get all that losing a parent or have lost parents, but then some of that is guilt. Guilt. Because of I, I, I'm, his I'm, gambling? I'm not putting that on. I'm not saying. I just, I am under the belief, and it probably will never be proven. He'll take it to it, take it with him to his grave. But I, I'm of the of the belief that the gambling and his father being murdered have oh, oh, some kind of correlation. One in the same. Even you know though, what I mean? even though he had talked about it during the dream team of walking away, and if it wasn't for the dream team, he would have walked away in '92. But he wanted to get three in a row because Magic and Bird never had three in a row. They both had back-to-backs, but they'd never done three in a row. I think for, I think that part of it, I can believe that, is that he wanted to do something again that those two in front of him never did so he could be 
again, it was, he always used motivation. We'll get to later how he did it, but he always used something. So to have three in a row before anybody else of that caliber, I think that's what drove him. And I think he, and I, he wanted to, to get away from it. He, also, part of it is the gambling because of what happened at um, Atlantic City. The pressure and people, you know, just saying, if you betting on this, what else are you betting on, all that? Let me go to a separate sport, kind of remove myself from this. Because you forced to. I, it, all depends, it all depends on what side you, you, you want to. And I'm all about what makes sense. You know what I mean? I don't to think me, David Stern, I understand, because I really thought that David Stern would be like, look, sit out for a year and come back. But... I mean, they were making so much money. Why would you ask that dude to sit out that long if you're making that kind of money? Because you know what's under. If you know, <laughs> if you know what's in the. If, if, if there was proof, I, I feel like it really, really, he would have only been suspended if, or probably banned, or, or in that case, that if if he bet on basketball, if he bet on games. And and so and, but and it's that's still the, the only that's the only so, angle I so, think so uh, an NBA suspension would have come yeah, from. I, I'll go back to what I said last week. The NBA did enough investigation to disprove that, but not to turn up the other evidence that would put him in a bad light. And and the reason why I can say that is go to the the Tim Donahue situation. They went far enough to implement him. But not, but not, in, not, not the NBA. The, but not so to tell me, you, you know what I mean? So, and you can go back to just the the Lakers Sacramento series, and and Game Six or Game Seven, oh, when just... everybody thought something was fishy with this whole scenario. I yeah. felt the I felt the whole that whole season was fishy because they changed the rules at All Star because they were afraid that you wasn't going to have the two biggest markets even in the markets even in the playoffs, and thus they decided to go to seven games in the middle of the season, and you wind up getting um. You wind up having the Lakers be an A seed, and I want to say they beat Minnesota in that series, but the Lakers wouldn't even been past the first round if I got my my date my my dates right because it they went from five to with six. the five to seven that went from five, five to seven. seven. I can't in, remember in that who year played. with the the fishy uh, King series that was two thousand two. So, Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. So yeah. So I'm, I'm a few. I'm a few years. I'm a few years ahead of. But that. I think that I think they went to they went to seven, and like seven games. I mean, they went to seven game series in each round that year, right? I don't think it was that year. I think it was a couple of years before then, because the Lakers weren't that. The Lakers and the Knicks weren't that good. And it would have been the first time when they decided to go neither seven one games. Of them probably would have. Neither been. you. They were going to wind up well, not we, having. Then a, you, yeah, you talk. We probably talking about like 2006, 2007 when that happened. Okay, okay. That's, that's, that's why I said I wasn't sure if I was too far ahead or too far behind on that particular Sacramento Lakers scenario. But back to my point. Regardless, they did enough digging to make sure Tim Donahue ate the bullet, but they didn't dig it far enough to imp, imp, implicate anybody else. And we all knew that just wasn't a sore spot. I mean, I think that would have that would well something like that would have taken down the league significantly. Significantly, because if there are more referees involved, and, and, maybe, and then who are those referees but yo, involved but, but, with? But, but, but so maybe I'm giving Jordan too much props in this scenario. But you're talking about the man who, again, when you go back and look at the GDP, you know, the gross. National, National product, product, and he's ten percent of it. As far as things that flow through his name, 
how much bigger it would have been if they found out he was betting on baseball, betting on, games, uh, on basketball, or just betting and being involved with the underworld like that. And it's not, and and NBA still wasn't too far removed from doing cocaine and and they ABA NBA you know days or whatever. They hadn't really had a good footing enough That'd to take been, that blow. That'd been about seven years at that point. No, that'd been ten years because he came in in '84. That's when that was happening. So that was ten years later. So I'm saying they wasn't in a strong enough footing to take that kind of blow. To be, to be to be saying you know what the NBA y'all just was. The ABA and wasn't doing that well, and, and, and you know, XYZ, XYZ, blah, blah, but blah. I, I, to I turn around and have one of your David star, Stern, star players. David Stern was so bent on growing the NBA and making it worldwide and making it global, which is why the Dream Team even came about was to say, hey, not just let's go back and continue to win gold, but let's. Let's have the everyone want to come here to play basketball. Yeah, it was some, some and, behind it. and to say again, like, hey, no, we're gonna let this man go. I think he would have wrote it out. David Stern is a hard-nosed person. I think he would have said, Hey, Mike, we just gonna sit you for six months, you know, or whatever, because we built such a brand at this point. I can't have you sitting out longer than that because it's too much money being made. That's and it wasn't like at that time, there was a, a replacement at that particular point. You know, yeah. it wasn't like but Kobe was in the league and was doing great. So there wasn't. Yeah, and, and, you, and you had that, other stars, but, but you believe, it was still Jordan you at that point. That the only person that was talking to, to, to Mike was just David Stern. I believe other people that were talking to Mike don't have a legal name. <laughs> and but for I, him to I, get I away, he, I think though he had the money to pay. Whatever needed to be paid. Now, you know, again, I it's still something fishy with that because how do you not know who Michael Jordan's dad is in North Carolina? That you know that that still doesn't add up to me to this day. You know, I don't care who you robbing. You look at the story with um, Lou Will when he was at the I want to say the stoplight and the man came to rob him and realized it was Lou Will and. He was like, man, I was going to do you, but I realized who you were and, you know, how much you do for the community. So he took him, of course, to McDonald's, got him something to eat, because that's what he was, you know, ultimately robbing him for. So, again, you walk up on this guy that looks just like my well, like, It ain't even you a knew, question of You knew what the car was. Like. The car had his initials on the back. <laughs> you knew it was Jordan. You know, so, again, that, that part still... Something is still not right with that. Because that ain't nothing right with that. I'm falling on the other side. He left. He left basketball, but it wasn't voluntarily. But you can sell that story all day you want. So he went to he went to go play baseball uh, for the Chicago White Sox, and you know normally you would start in single A, but again because it's Michael Jordan, you didn't have the facilities, the media area to properly cover it. So you move you up to double A, which is one below triple A, of course, and then that's the major leagues after that. But to have a 13-game hitting streak coming out the box, I don't think people realize how difficult that is. Like, he was 31 at the time. The last time he played baseball, he was 17. He was a junior in high school. So for 14 years, you've been conditioning a certain way to play basketball. Now, all of a sudden, from the time you announced your retirement, 
it's what uh what was it like two months and you're in playing baseball and you bat 202 with 50 rbis a lot of people in double a would kill well, to have those so kind of stats this, this in double a this is how, this is how I in double a this is how I you feel the people who like jordan don't like jordan so baseball fanatics would be like 202 is garbage as far as the stats and, right and but but then to considering point, but, but then what you took like, place but, though but then like what well, how did he drive in 50 runs because <laughs> you figure if it's 202 you know he's not getting that many opportunities or how many opportunities left people on on base or whatever so um i think i think 202 is great considering for the fact, for the fact right you got a guy who hadn't put time and effort to the craft right and then to come in there and That'd be the same thing as asking Allen Iverson after 12 years of playing ball to go back and hit the gridiron and play football because he was an outstanding football player, star um, quarterback, basically do everything, but he played quarterback. He played quarterback and safety. Yeah. yeah. So that's asking Allen Iverson after 12, that's, that's maybe the, 12 years in the, the league, that's nine, the, that's what's the like the 10 VA years. Boys. The VA boys, what's up, VA? Let, 10 years in the league, the AI balling out, yeah. and they already had an MVP, a uh, trip to the NBA Finals. Now saying, hey, go hit the gridiron, get ready in two months to go play football. Yeah. And when he goes in and plays quarterback, he's uh, you know, you know, uh decent. Maybe in um let's practice. Just say, let's let's just, let's just say his, let's completion just, let's is about say, let's just know, say his touchdown to interception ratio is even. Even. <laughs> let's just say it's even. In spring training. It's eight and eight. Eight touchdowns, eight interceptions. Right. In the first four preseason games, that's what he does. Yeah. Everybody would be raving about how great that was. So that's the the similar comparison as to what Jordan did. And the fact that, I mean, again, showing his drive, they're talking about how he would have blisters on his hand, but he was still hitting batting practice for, you know, before the game, after the game, until he could hit the breaking ball because then that's when they start realizing, okay, you know, we ain't going to give you fastball. We yeah. start throwing breaking balls. But even to the point where he got able to hit that. And, of course, it's always a what if. Because that was his dad's dream. And his dream at first was to play play baseball. baseball. If the lockout doesn't happen, does he continue to try and make it in the major leagues? Or does he come back? We we had talked about this several, several shows ago. Who we have on who played baseball? He kind of broke it down. Like, how many spots? There's so many different levels. Mm -hmm. Um... But because he's a big name, they would have made a spot for him. They would have. At the White Sox. And I think he would have been decent. No, he – I don't see him being well, an all-star. Had, the White Sox had sucked at that time, so, you know, anything to sell. No, they were good. No, they were good oh, at that good point. At they were good at that point. That's when they had Frank Thomas and everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had a big – The big hurt was there, yeah. Well, well. They won a, uh, a World Series at that point. Well, not too far. No, no. Not well, that was, that was that later. was later. Late, late, yeah. Later. But I'm saying it wasn't that far but away. I think 93, 93, they were in the ALCS. Yeah, 93 is a uh, Toronto one. Yeah. Yeah. Beat so, the Braves. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you say in the 90s of baseball, <laughs> it beat the Braves. <laughs> they beat the <laughs> But again, I, I, I think he would have been a solid player. I think he probably would have batted about. 250. Uh, I don't know. I think but his determination. I'm not. It's about two, maybe. I think he still might have hit like 200. I think and he would. He that. would. He would. 
he would probably be used if he made it to the major leagues, probably more as a pinch runner. Yeah. Because I don't think it was mentioned in the documentary. He but had 30 stolen bases. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he had 30 stolen base bases. And at that height, too. But you, which can't, is crazy. But you can't be the leadoff at 200. No. no yeah, that's what I say, pinch probably, runner. Pinch runner. That's yeah. why I pinch runner. Yeah. He had about seven. Nah, with that kind of speed, you want that to if he had, the if they had, If he had to start him, you want, I could see you that. Because you want the top, top of the lineup. Or a second. Because you, you want to be able to drive. If he can get on base, now you can utilize his speed. He probably would have been you second. Get, where you can then get to the, to the meat of your lineup. Three, four, five, six. But I don't. I don't. He again. I'm. I'm not saying he would have been an all star or anything like that. I think he probably would have batted around 250, um, 80 RBIs, depending on where they placed him. You know, and a, a decent career, but not, of course, the level that he was in in basketball. Because we saw what happens when he transitioned from baseball to basketball after what. Three practices, he made the the great uh, announcement. I'm back. That's it. Just those two words, and I couldn't believe how much those tickets were going for against Indiana that first time. You know, thousands of dollars for a ticket for him. And oh, going back to when he made the announcement, you got David Stern and everybody else like you making a huge announcement, which got leaked. And you got, it seemed like, the head of all states <laughs> there, every media person. They I mean, it. Tom Brokaw, you talking about every, national news. Because everybody, <laughs> everybody's meal ticket was back. <laughs> I mean, even the retirement. But Look, then they coming back. Even even before, like right before he came back, with BJ Armstrong talking about, like, yeah, Georgia's came by the facility. You know, we're going to play one-on-one. And just because of that, that just yeah. because of him – Randomly coming by the facility, yeah. that's when it started. Like, oh, is he coming back? Is he coming back? Right. Is he coming back? So he he still moved the needle. He was would, the needle. He, it wasn't right. moving. The, he, he was, was the needle. needle. He was the needle. No, who who else? There is there anybody today who's the needle like that? No, no. That's why he's the greatest. And for people listening, that includes LeBron. LeBron <laughs> wants to be the needle. But he's not the needle. He not moves like that. the needle. LeBron moves. He the moves needle. the needle. He's he not the needle the like that. Yeah. No. The one thing I would give LeBron credit for, since so my people are gonna bring up, I would give LeBron the credit for him being able to organize, um, to really uh, consolidate the power structure. So now you know when you deal with LeBron, what you got to get into. You know, as far as his agent, as far as what he Clutch wants sports to, yeah what, what he wants or whatever i will give lebron credit for that so he's consolidated the power as far as what the players have and can use it against any team you know organization now i'll play a movement it is what he started he's mastered that yeah. him and clutch sports have mastered that right before then you were loyal to a team which is why so many of them had bad contracts because they they looked at stability. I'm going to be here. I'm going to get paid yeah. this amount for this many years. It started with Jordan, but it wasn't popular. Because you even look at um, Jerry Reinsfeld, uh, the owner for the Bulls. He still paid LeBron's uh, salary. I mean, um, Jordan's salary while he was with the White Sox. He was playing his Bulls salary while he was at the White Sox. Because I'm sure he eventually hoped he would return. Which he eventually did, but he—I mean—after that, he had the one-year 
30 million dollars then the next year because he was unrestricted free agent then another year 30 million which is just basically back pay but that just goes to show you could you finally got a better deal once you got out of that first contract then there were better negotiations a little bit more money that you could ask for because revenue was up everywhere it was uh and this probably uh leads into the the theory that he was suspended he was secretly suspended but when he said in the initial retirement press conference that he he may come back down the line he's not sure like for him he said that door is not closed the door is not closed right so for him to say that then again I'm, none of it was voluntarily and he in Cut it, cut it however you want to cut it. Stern had a conversation. He decided he needed the pressure was on him. He needed to back away and, you know, have a, you know. I wish we could have had David on. Stern. I understand that he, you David know, Stern wouldn't have said nothing. That. No, but I'm saying just more insight yeah. into this. They, um, everybody taking what really happened to their grave. Man, I tell you, uh, we got to take a break. We got more. We come back with the last dance. We're gonna get some famous quotes from the last dance, episode seven and eight. It's DNA Sports Talks, eleven hundred AM. Be right back. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Check us out each and every Monday, seven to nine PM Eastern Standard Time on WWE AM eleven hundred or DNAsportstalk.com. If you're more than a Falcons, Hawks, and Braves fan. Check out the latest and greatest in sports and news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NFL, and NCAA news. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Nolan style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. This station and the Beasley Best Community of Caring want to protect your family. Get everyday prevention tips at cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770. Once again, call in 404-603-8770. Uh, as we still discuss the last dance. Um, what'd you think about BJ Armstrong in the last dance? <laughs> I think about everybody else. 
Jordan destroyed them all. <laughs> BJ is funny. Um, a little sour, but he was funny. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, well, there's there's multiple reasons why he's sour. Not just at at Jordan about him like destroying him in that playoff series. In '95, he was on that team when Jordan came back. Yeah. But then he was left unprotected in the expansion draft. And Toronto picked him first in the expansion draft. He refused to play for them. Yep. <laughs> so then he got traded. I think he got traded to the Warriors. And then he eventually came to the Hornets. To the Hornets, yeah. He went from, I, from bad to worse. <laughs> but I, I, okay. thought it, I, I thought but it was Knowing funny. where you was at before. I know. Where but you what was up. funny, though, is when he... Of course, I expected him to play well in the series. I mean, you just left this system yeah. that you were in for years. You should have the cheat code. You yeah. should know all their moves. You know, you should know. If anybody knows should, how to break should, up the triangle off, you should, be, you should, should know how to do it. To anticipate what's going right, to what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you were in it for years to where you got it down pat. So you should have had a great game. But then when he, you know, hit that shot and then mouth off the talk, jump to that. To that, Jordan that and then Pippen the and then who, Phil. The people who talk noise, knowing what's going to come. No out. one's going to like. like <laughs> talking about the poking the bear, right? Like even George Carl, they talking about George Carl walked past them in the, in the restaurant, restaurant and didn't right. speak. Like you knew and enough. And you of, both Carolina guys. Yeah, that's the thing. Like yeah. that Carolina pack is strong even to this day. Yeah, I, I was watching. Um, Danny Green has a real good podcast called The Green Room. Mm-hmm. Now nah, they ain't got nothing else to do. Uh, <laughs> uh, him, I don't know who the other guy is, but you know they have real good guests on. And so I caught the one with him, and uh, they had Worthy on. So they're talking about that episode three, four of mm-hmm. The Last Dance. Right. And um, this is how I know who, if David Stern, people were still alive. Because Worthy, they asked Worthy basically. Worthy was like, well, you know, I was hurt. You know what I mean? So... You know, I was happy he won it. I ain't want to see him win against us. Right, because that's a Carolina guy. I was happy he won it, but going into the no, I thought we were going to beat him. If yeah. I had, if I hadn't, you know, he, if I hadn't been hurt, would things have been different? I don't know. I, you know, he, who knows? Who, who knows? Who knows? Maybe it goes. You know, maybe it goes six. Maybe it goes six instead of five. Right. You know, maybe they don't. They don't get gentlemen sweep. Gentlemen sweep or whatever. Um, um, but again, I feel like everybody that plays Chicago. Their front court was at a disadvantage. So, you know, worthy being on the front court, if he was able to move around and do what he needed, he been able dominated. to be more mobile instead of you know playing on one leg, he would have dominated. Might have been able to give some pressure off of Magic and Magic be able to hold yeah. his own on the backcourt side. So, um, but, but George Carl, no, he was dead wrong. But for so, not but speaking, though. but asking, they were asking uh, Worthy about you know Jordan's competitiveness, and they was like, yeah, there's certain things you just we learned early. From his freshman year in college, that you just didn't do to take him off. So George Carl was there for all of that. He, he knew. So that. how you? But he also knew to what he said that he didn't. He knows Michael plays mind games. Yeah. So he knew to just speak to him before the game and then after the series. Like that's it. But of in course he went the other way in the restaurant by not speaking to him. Like. And that's why they went up 3-0. How do you, how do you, they all poke, they all poke in the bear. Like, everybody poked the bear. You know what the outcome was. You've seen it in practice. And even GP said that. He was like, you know, if I had started off on Michael, would that have changed the series? Maybe not, but we probably would have had a better chance. Yeah. Because they went in, again, losing their, losing three straight, then having to come back and win two when he guarded them. Yeah. 
and then of course they finished them off. The Bulls did at home. I, I felt just looking back at it, I would have kept. I would have stayed if I was Seattle. Hindsight, hindsight. You go with Gachi there. Uh, yeah, yeah. You go with Gachi there. You you play big. You had Irvin. You know, put GP was, on Jordan. He wasn't a big. I I I see Gray shaking his head. I'm not saying <laughs> Irvin Johnson would have all of a sudden started scoring. 12, not Magic. Points. Ir- Irvin. Irvin. No, <laughs> it's a different yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying. Johnson would have started scoring 12, 15 points or whatever. But all, another rim protector. Yeah, I'm just saying, do what you do, like you said, what you do to, to get you there. You didn't sit him down in no other series, so why all of a sudden in this series you're going to sit him down? You know, to the to, to a point where he was basically it, ineffective. It, it's like what we talk about in football. A lot of times when you get on that big stage, you start to get cute with it. Or a national championship or Super Bowl. Yeah. Do with what got you yeah. there. We were talking yeah. real quickly before we came on air about uh, – Ver- uh, Ver- Mike, Ver- Mike Verbal and, and um, Verbal the and Titan. Titans, Tennessee. Derrick Henry got you there. Now all why, of a sudden, now, you- now all of a sudden, the first quarter you want to put the ball in Tannehill's hand. <laughs> How? Why? And, until they successfully stop it. Yeah. Do it. What got you yeah. there? And I think George Call again trying I'll, to be. I thought himself. I thought himself right. And it showed. Yeah. That's but, all. Uh, that's all I'm saying about. That's all I'm saying about. Right, right. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> and you give it more. I'm not giving Bill Winnington and uh, Purdue or whoever. I give no, Cartwright. None of them. I give Cartwright and Horace their respect, but I ain't giving Longley Purdue. had a decent series. <sighs> we talking about Luke Longley. He had That's a game like where he practice. had 12 points. We talking about Luke he had Longley. a game where he had 19 Longley. points. We talking about Luke Longley. You talking about Irvin Johnson. Well, I think Irvin Johnson would have been able to minimize Luke, Luke Longley. Longley. Right. <laughs> then why didn't he play? That's what, with why Paul, that's, what, that's, what that's what we're George saying. Call. George Carl was the best defender. Sat him down. Right. Why? I don't know. We just that's what we're saying. We feel he got he just dis he outthought himself. Right. He thought he thought playing small ball would give them the best chance to win. And I think he should have stayed with their regular rotation. Now it also didn't help that old I think boy. The Bulls got, would have been better going small. No. Because their small ball would have been... What, with Rodman oh. at center? Yeah. So, you would have had... Chicago would have been better going... So they would, it would have been Rodman, Pippen, Jordan... Kukoc. coach and Harper. And Harper. No. I'm, no. I, I'm just saying... They would have got destroyed. The Bulls would have? Yeah. You saw, Sean Kemp almost won... Sean Kemp basically was the MVP of that series in a losing effort. He had more points, rebounds than anybody in that series. They had no answer for him. And then you throw somebody else you as had, a rim protector the Bulls on the other side. The three guys who were all defense that year. Ron Harper could have been too if he if he played more. And and and, and then Tony Kukoc. And who was the defensive player of the year? GP. Uh, that's one. <laughs> <laughs> That's one. But I'm one saying, don't, equal, one don't equal three. Okay, but you, one again, defense player of the year does not so equal Sean three Kemp, all defense first who's team. Who's gonna stop Sean Kemp? I'll wait. Well, nobody stopped him, and nobody stopped him in that series. I just, I, I feel, I, I'm saying I'm Sean saying, Kemp so was that, the you, second. You might as well buy in that Sean Gary Kemp Payton was, leaning Kemp, on Jordan slowed him down <laughs> enough. Sean Kemp was second in the MVP voting in that finals by a huge margin, only because the Bulls won. Like that. This was one of those times. It goes back to when LeBron, you know, had to probably almost average been, a triple probably double. Should, probably should have been, been MVP right. in the MVP. 2015 like, Finals. Kent was the first one that could have had uh, been the MVP in a losing effort if it wasn't Michael Jordan. 
outside, if it wasn't for Michael Jordan. Outside of old boy who wanted um, the, the, the symbol of the league. Jerry West. Jerry, Jerry West, West did win a losing yeah. effort, right. But um, you look at that team, again, <laughs> I kind of wonder if Jordan didn't purposely lose those two games just to win on Father's Day. The, as competitive as he is, and that showed, obviously, in the fight with him and Steve Kerr. Everybody talks about Jordan punching Steve Kerr. But Steve Kerr punched him first. Let's just get that out of the way. <laughs> I ain't mad at Steve Kerr for standing up for himself because, yeah. as he mentioned, you know, it helped him and Jordan's relationship because, you know, Jordan's like, man, I beat up the smallest guy on the team. Let me call him and apologize because Phil was trying to get under Jordan's skin mm-hmm. in practice, which I think their practices were a lot harder than the actual game. game. Yeah. And Jordan, again, to his credit, Demanded so much out of them. But that was the other part. He was like, I throw you the ball, I'll catch it. Catch it, right. <laughs> but when he did Scott Burrell, when Scott Burrell uh, tried to post him up and he just stood there and didn't move, and then when he made his move, just blocked it. I'm like, man, poor Scott Burrell. But even Winnington and uh, Bushler talked about, yeah, he was an a hole and he would cross that line sometimes, but he wasn't doing anything that he wouldn't do. Yeah. And he demanded the best out of all of them because he's like, look, if we gonna go play at um, back in the first three feet, if we gonna go play the Detroits, the Celtics, and the, Knicks. the Pacers, the Knicks later on, if we gonna go play them, I need I need to know what you made of before we go there. Yeah, yeah. Because before like, we could, well, before you, we well, get you, in the battle, well, you, I need to know what you made of. I, I, you already know <laughs> what you are gonna get out of the Knicks and the in the, in the Pistons. You are gonna come home with a whole bunch of. <laughs> Bruises. Bunch of knocks and bruises or whatever, like so. Um, not saying Indiana didn't play rough. You had the they Davis did. boys, but Rick they, Smith, but they wasn't as brutal as the Pistons and the Knicks. Man, though. Reggie would kick you all the time every time yeah. he shot. So it it wasn't a brutal, but it was still yeah. annoyance, annoyance. And he talked trash. So yeah. again, all the trash talking that Jordan did, calling him a garden tool and stuff. <laughs> people, I guess people don't understand. That's what happens. All the time. That's on the court. That's, That's on the court. That's any court. That's any court. Any if court. I can talk to you and get you out your game, I I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. Like Jordan said, like you know, don't talk when you up five. We're talking about B.J. Armstrong. Yeah. Talk when it's zero zero or when you down. Yeah. Then talk because that's when you can tell who a person really is. Um, I think one of the other great quotes was he said, "Starts off with hard work, ends in champagne." So, again, before the season starts, who can I count on? Who can I lean on? Yeah. Because we finna go through 82 games. It's not a pretty sight. And for some of them, they didn't endure, like he said, the broken foot and coming back and having been the the rookie on the team and at that so, time the cocaine so boys. Do, so, do you, do, you believe, do you believe that they froze him out in his first, rookie, his first All-Star game as a rookie? You uh, believe that they somewhat. had it? Somewhat, but not to the extent because we see that he uses made us stuff like LeBradford Smith, who dropped what was it, thirty seven on him, and he told him he said nice game, and he said, well, I'm gonna come and do that in the first half and drop thirty six. Yeah, and And they they actually like nah, he didn't say that right. (laughs) So I think it's to to certain degrees. Even the whole Clyde Drexler, like people were comparing and saying Clyde was this great player. Well, let me distance myself. I don't remember nobody comparing Clyde. To Jordan, now I remember all the um, I remember the um, 
I remember them talking about the, you know, the the high slam, the high slammer jammer days in Houston and all that right. kind of stuff. And you know, maybe comparing, they both had you know great college college careers. You know, maybe maybe they gave um, Clyde a little bit more credit because he went to a Houston wasn't Houston. a was, Houston wasn't a big known, uh, you know. They, they weren't a Kansas, they, a North Carolina. Carolina. They wasn't a blue blood school. You know what I mean? So to go there and, and UCLA and, and to get a chip or whatever. But I still don't remember nobody complain, comparing. Well, at to, that time though, you gotta comparing Drexler to Jordan. Yeah, I mean it happened because they maybe because they could they were the same they, position. They, they kind of they Clyde could glide. Yeah. Clyde could glide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Jordan could soar. That was the whole. Yeah, got they yeah. they played. Yeah, they played the same. They played a little. Bit similarly, both a two, little, both two but guards. very little. They're yeah. both two guards. That's though. really, that's really where it's about the same yeah. height. Nah, Clyde, I mean, because it like I, with one hand. I watched. <laughs> he drew one hand <laughs> looking at the ball. Well, yeah, he also looked at it. But Clyde could score his number though. He can get twenty two easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can get two twenty two when he wake up. But was right. If, if you, if anybody ever watches, you go on YouTube, watch the nineteen eighty eight slam dunk contest. Clyde Drexler had to keep going after Jordan in the first two rounds. <laughs> so, like, when Jordan went off, went from the free throw line the first time, Drexler did the same thing. <laughs> he yeah. did the same dunk right after him. And at the crickets. You can hear crickets <laughs> Well, you got to put somebody up to Jordan. Yeah. It, it, it was it. always, who can we pit him with? It wasn't Clyde's fault, though. Oh, no, nobody was. Like, it was just, always. It was usually Jerry Cross's fault yeah. for saying, "Oh, this player is great," <laughs> and Jordan having to spell that room and everything. But um, I look at Jordan though. I mentioned this. I look at Jordan like like I look at uh, Joe Jackson of the the Jackson family. If he wasn't so tough on those players, they wouldn't have been the players that they were. Yeah. And they admitted it. You know, yeah, we went through a lot, but look at the outcome that came from it. If Joe Jackson wasn't that type of person, the Jackson Five are not compared to the Beatles. And you don't have that because it's a certain kind of. And I think at the end of episode seven, when he said break because he was getting emotional, it was all those sacrifices that you have to make to be that particular person. Uh, Your family time, your time. When um, last week, when he was in a hotel room and could, you know, like. I really can't leave like I'm I've gotten so in a bubble sometimes because when I step outside I'm being hammered and pressed you give up a lot mm-hmm. and not everybody's built for that or wants that yeah he's um as far as his relationship with his teammates he's a perfectionist yeah so and this was an offense that was complex and there's a lot of moving parts and you really have to read how how everyone reacts where everybody wants the ball and and if someone's new someone new is coming in they have to they're playing catch up a lot i feel like with with that offense in particular and when you have a guy who's perfectionist it's like you got to know where you go where to go because if you have to play i gotta trust you Mm -hmm. so that was what he. That was what was demanding of him. And there are a lot of people who came out. It's like, man, if he came to me, if he said something like that to me, I would have. Whatever. Whatever. Sure. You, Most you of gonna, these folks wouldn't crush they the would Right. Because <laughs> the reason why Scott Burrell didn't do anything because yeah. he because he knew his place. Yeah. yeah. But he and knew Scott his Burrell place. was a great player though. Like for Jordan to give you credit, that means you're a good player. Yeah. And because of that, they needed him in that game three. 
against the Nets in the first round when they swept him. He scored 23 points in 24 minutes. If Jordan is not hard on him, he can't rely on him or count on him and be like, okay, you know, you got it going tonight. You ready for war. You ready for war. And so he was preparing them for battle. Now, the other thing I thought, Jordan mentioned it was, I think, in the episodes three and four. He felt Pippen was selfish by, you know, not having the surgery and coming back for the team. You start to see a little bit of that in him taking himself out of that particular game against the Knicks when they were down 2-0, the Bulls were, and the play was called for Tony Kukoc, and Pip, Pip he should have had it because Jordan wasn't in, playing at that time. He was playing baseball. And I, good thing Tony Kukoc hit it to make um, Phil Jackson look good because if he misses it, then Pippen has every right at that point, point yeah. because Pippen was the MVP of the All-Star game. He was an All-Star that year. Grant was an All-Star. BJ was an All-Star. All those, you know, that time when Jordan was gone. So it took Cartwright's, you know, as they mentioned, crying speech and like, man, you quit on the team. Like, you look back now and Pippen, for him to say I would have did the same thing. Jordan called it. Right. <laughs> like, Pippen was one of the people, him and um, Rodman, that Jordan didn't go after as much as the other ones because he had already been to war with them and knew what to expect. But he tried to tell y'all Pitt was selfish. And you can see that. Like, you got to at least go in and inbound the ball. You bring in, was Scott Burrell? No, it wasn't Scott Burrell. Pete Myers. Pete Myers to come in. Who? Replacement Jordan. <laughs> Why? Why, Pip? Why would you be selfish like that? You know, everybody probably would have thought you would have got the ball, which would have been a deep, uh, a decent decoy. But it wasn't like Tony Cooch hadn't hit game winners earlier that year. Uh, right. He had Cooper like four or five. Cooper was a champion coming from coming from Croatia or whatever in the yeah. Euro League. So I mean, big shots that you know. Granted, it ain't the NBA stage, but he's already been on the stage with big shots. You know. And what Phil Jackson said, it was a play we had run several times before right but that was Pippen his feelings I mean people forget Pippen demanded a trade at one point to start the um, 98 97 98 season that this last dance is uh, built around he demanded a trade on TV talking to Craig Saver yeah. saying hey trade me so again Jordan is like I trust Pippen of battle, but he's selfish. <laughs> now, the other thing that I was thinking about in this documentary is that, man, what kind of player would Jordan be in if he wasn't smoking cigars every every hour on the hour? Like, man, what kind of long capacity does this dude have? Uh, I wouldn't have worried about the cigars because, I mean, you got a lot of – But he, done, just, he just, didn't sleep. That was the other thing. Just imagine <laughs> if he had more of the technology as far as, you know, you wear the um, – the, he would have vaped. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, the technology as far as oh, one of those masks breathing and yeah, you know, can, yeah, a can, chamber can really yeah can really measure you know measure how much energy you putting out. Um, yeah, the 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 ice the 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 psychotherapy, the cryotherapy, cryotherapy, cryotherapy chambers you, and stuff you, you like go that. Into that. You know, all the all the new technology that you have now, or if Nike could. Have made a better first shoe. <laughs> if the ones had some padding, you know. Right. What I mean? <laughs> so you know, just 
imagine that we could. That's the reason why I keep on saying we play in, in, in today's time with today's rules. If he was getting 37 his rookie year, he would average 40, he would average 45. 40. 45. Come back like Jordan. We're in the four. Because I, I, I think I mentioned this to where in today's game, if you get past your man, if you get past the guy yeah, guarding yeah, it's, you, it's, it's there's no one at the rim. It's a layup. The three point, the three point shot is closer. He shoots 80, 85. He wasn't even really shooting three. I'm saying, at that but he point. was. But still, it's I mean, closer. that would have been something for him that he probably would have yeah. worked on. But it's free throw shooting though. The free throw. If shooting, Harden can go to the line twenty times <laughs> a game, when, when, when Harden has 60, Harden, Harden was literally averaging, I want to say 13, 14 foul shots a game. Yeah. So. You know that's and, that's and that's today's game. Today's game. So he going at least twelve for fourteen. So that's at least twelve right there. That's why I say forty five. He gets forty five. He gets forty five. I ain't go that. I say at least forty. He, gets, he averages forty. He gets forty five. He might get fifty. He might get a double nickel on you every night. That was still a great game coming back after five games to go to the Garden and drop fifty five against the Knicks like that. I don't think people. Again, it, it's hard to put into context. You were playing baseball. You like uh, Tim Grover, his trainer, said, "Hey, this is a totally different workout." And then all of a sudden, you after three practices and five games, you drop fifty-five against the Knicks. Yeah, I, it uh, wasn't like it was the the Milwaukee Bucks at that time. You, you, you could you could or, talk or the 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 Washington Bullets at the time. Th- those was the Knicks the that Knicks. just went to the finals, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> at home, at their home, MSG, and you drop fifty-five. Come on. I thought uh, the other thing that, uh, talking about the competition, when um, the series with uh, the Hornets, when he was just sitting there calmly swinging that bat, like you could tell when a person is so mad that they are calm. <laughs> like he was just sitting there, shout out to Joe too, because he was listening to All That I Am. He was just sitting there swinging the bat, smoking a cigar. like Columbus on. Right. <laughs> Skokie County. Like he, he was just so upset that he was calm. It was like, He's going to turn around and drop 50 the next night on somebody. Again, why would you poke this man when you B, know? B. Johnson didn't even, he didn't even say anything. He he was looking at the bench. He was staring at the bench. He didn't even look at Jordan after that shot. <laughs> it don't matter. He what are you even looking at? It him? don't matter. He, he did. Talk. He but Jordan, you know what? Jordan's like, no, nah, he, he, he was close enough. Close he was close enough, enough right? <laughs> My eyes were in his eye line. <laughs> so he was looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> and also that, um, that Magic team that um, he – Lost two in the semifinals to come back the next year and sweep them. Yeah. People forget Nick Anderson was solid. Well, Kenny Nick, was solid. Nick Anderson, Shaq was solid. Nick Anderson ain't no Forrest good. Grant. Like, yeah. I mean, we he missed the four free throws yeah, straight. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we we know that. But I mean, outside of that, a solid player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Penny. But they didn't win one game yeah. after he came back. Was well, that and that when that came up, they went to Horace Grant and he he knew what was coming. He knew. He, he knew. knew what was coming because Jordan had a year a to whole think year, about that. Yeah. A whole year to get ready. <laughs> a whole year. And film Space Jam in that part. Like, how do you have this whole complex set up to where you film from 7 to 7 and then play pickup ball for three hours against uh, Rodman and Ewan and uh, Sean Bradley was there. But, you know. All Miller the other was players. there. Uh, Reggie Miller, Reggie Markley, Miller, right. Jawan Howard, right? Jawan Howard. Some of the cats from the uh, uh, Fab Four. Jawan, yeah. So it was the pickup games. Pick the pickup game. games might have been harder than some of the some regular. Because, <laughs> like I said, you call your own foul. Yeah. 
But imagine that kind of, again, when do you sleep? And then you smoking a cigar again the and cigar you playing nothing, baby. It's just if a, the cigar is Cuban, then you're good. <laughs> if, it's roll, if it's rolled properly, you're good. You know, it's, it's, it's no problem. If it's grown properly, you're straight. The cigarettes <laughs> is when you're going to have problems. That's, that's the problem, huh? Yes. Okay, other than that. Nicotine's the problem. That's not, the problem, right? Not, you know, not, not that. that. <laughs> but it, it, it just goes to show that it was win at all costs, yeah. like he said. There was no other way around it. And if you wanted to be a part of that, then cool. Well, if it was not, a, it was gotta a, go. It was a drug for him. And so, Winning was a drug. Winning was a drug. And so whenever you got an addict like that, you, the next best thing is the next hit. Which was winning when it's, three more straight. Yeah. Which is the other reason why I believe he didn't walk away on his own. You already had three in his pocket. You try to tell me he didn't want three more from that time? I think, and everybody talks about what Houston would have done. I don't think they win eight straight. I think they probably lose the first one to Houston. Come back win the and Then they come back and win. And then go four straight. I think he wins seven of eight. Yeah. Which is fine. Cause I, listen, because again, at that point. I don't think Houston, Houston are grand. They wind up playing the Knicks. But Houston doesn't change who they are. And, and the focal point was Elijah Wan. Elijah and they're Wan. not gonna. I think it'll be hard to, to say that only because I mean, like Elijah Wan would be, he would have to be great to beat that to beat a Bulls team, the '94 Bulls team with Jordan. I think what may enough. hurt Houston what? is if the guards couldn't do anything against. But Jordan. that's the problem. Sam Cassell and Kenny Smith, Smith and, and Vernon Maxwell. Vernon Maxwell. Maxwell. They, they, they shot lights out. Mar- Mario Ellie. Yeah, they shot lights yeah, out. Yeah. Then you had off the bench, you had uh, uh, Robert Ori. 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 Like, no, started. Ori started. Oh, my bad. Ori, start. so, Ori, no, Ori started. They, right. had, they had somebody there to go. Jordan will. Okay, Jordan scores 40. I got two guys, three guys that can probably equal Jordan. And I got a fourth guy. And nobody can, can stop Elijah one. Yeah. So it would be, I think Elijah would be great in that series. Jordan would be great. The person that, then who's, that who's the that, next person, the person to step that up, that would have to step up would have been Pippen. Pippen would have had to average 25. But we also, we leaving out, we leaving out the Elijah one's bodyguard. So, Thorpe. Uh, uh, Otis Thorpe. Otis Thorpe. Thorpe was the, Thorpe was the, yeah. was the hammer. You didn't, you didn't. I, have, I think they you, win. You, I, I you, really you, do. You don't, you don't hammer. If you wanted to put Winnington on one of them and wanted the hammer, yeah. no, Thorpe would have came. It would have been Grant. They still, they would have still, Grant, they still, they had, still Grant had Grant Hill then. Okay. I mean, not Grant Hill. Uh, Horace Grant would have still Horace been Grant. We still had Horace Grant at the time. We're talking yeah. about 93, 94. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm just, you yeah. know, yeah, not yet. Because that's when the Knicks finally made he was Yeah. So I give him one. But I think, again, Jordan's competitiveness, he comes back next year and wins it. And now he tries to do another. If he was there. Full ninety four ninety five, they would have beaten that Rockets team that had Drexler. They traded Thorpe for Drexler. Yeah, I think they would have beaten that team. But the ninety four team, it's a toss up. I'm going again. I'm going to keep my same energy as far as how I felt about the 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 Bulls. Those first three, I didn't outside the Lakers. Those next two championships, they to me they should have lost all paper, and I would have given Houston now. In that series, who had who would have had home court? I can't remember. It would have been Chicago. Would have been Houston. It would have Probably been Houston. It would have been Houston. I think because they were the uh, one seed. Well, we don't know because Jordan didn't play. So yeah. Well, if it, if, Houston, if it was the same, if it was the same record, the same record, then it's Houston. Then I then I'm even more so. I'm going with Houston to get that last game at home. And probably would have went seven. Now that's one that probably would have gone seven, win or lose. 
But I just Houston had the lineup up and down, and they had enough bench, and you know, and everybody you just named were were ballers. They had, it wasn't a weak spot on that Houston team. They were solid, top to bottom. And that wasn't now um, Casella rookie. Yep. Yeah. Because that was a rookie. He ain't know no better. He, right. He, Kenny Smith, he North, North Carolina boy. North Carolina. You know what I mean? <laughs> and they played together. Him and Jimmy yeah, played yeah. together. So it would have been a lot of trash talking on that. And people don't get Rudy T. The, I was about to say. The, and, and to he was a solid was, coach. A solid coach. He wouldn't have. He, I, to me, I don't think he would have done what George Call did and been like, you know what? He we said, got here now and all of a sudden. We're going to stop feeding Elijah Wong. Elijah Wong going to be a decoy. Right. <laughs> Nah, I don't no. think so. Rudy let, T. Let, let your dogs run. Let them run. Let them do what you got, got, how you got there. Final episode's coming up this Sunday. Man, that's the fastest two hours it seems like on Sunday. Four commercials. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's DNA Sports Talk. It's 1100 AM. We'll be right back. You are tuned into WWE Peakville. AM 1100. The opinions expressed during the sponsored programs on this station are strictly those of the program hosts, guests, and callers and are not necessarily those of Beasley Broadcast Group, this station, its staff, other advertisers, or agencies. This is DNA Sports Talk. This is Don, the DNA. Make sure you check us out each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time through TuneIn Radio, iRadio Now, and iHeartRadio. And make sure you check out DNASportsTalk.com. If you're more than just a Hawks, Falcons, or Braves fan, get the latest and greatest sports news on MLB, PGA, NASCAR, WNBA, NBA, NCAA, and NFL news and highlights. Hey, I'm Murfinetti. You can say Murfinetti Collection is the newest, comfortable, luxurious, and trendy exclusive fashion line that fits its diverse clientele. From the music industry, to the sports world, to the judicial system, to the political world, <laughs> to the average everyday professional, Murfinetti Collection is the new way of life. www.murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Once again, you can shop Murfinetti Collections at murfinettifashions.mybigcommerce.com Jackie Robinson. When you hear that name, you automatically think of strength and courage. You think of someone who broke down barriers. It's time to add another name to those qualities. Cicero Murphy. Haroling from New York, he is the only black American world title winner and Hall of Fame inductee into the Professional Billets Hall of Fame. Did he endure the same treatment as Robinson? What motivated him to get to the top of a Caucasian-dominated sport and stay there? Pick up a copy of the book, Big City Nights, the biography of the legendary Cicero Murphy. It is beautifully written by his grandson, Tyreek Murphy, recounting what made his grandfather a historic man. You can go to Amazon and get a copy of the book for your Kindle, or in paperback form. Make sure you go and read about the billiards Jackie Robinson, Big City Nights, the biography of Cicero Murphy. Or just six. The staff here at Real 1100 AM would like to encourage you to social distance yourselves. While you may feel disconnected, you can always connect with us at real1100.com. So remain at a safe distance. Call, text, or email a friend and tell them to join you at real1100.com. 
And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello, welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Asa the A and DNA. We're bringing facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-8770 is that number. Once again, 404-603-8770 live on Facebook. Periscope. Uh, we wrapped up the last dance once again. Last two episodes coming this Sunday. Uh, staying with the NBA for a quick second. Um, what's the tall guy from the Philippines? Uh, he's going to the G League. He's not going to uh, Europe or uh, or Australia or the other two leagues that they normally go to. But we started. Kai Soto. Thank you. Yes, that is him. So he's going to join. Um, Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd, and Dacian Nix. Uh, yeah, Kai Soto, 7-2 foot center from the Philippines, going straight to the G League. This is the first international draft, draft prospect to go straight to the G League. You see what he see what he does. We just talking about these, you know, back in the day, seven feet. Or, you know, any of the big guys had to have like a little mid-range game. Had to. Um, especially where they played defense in the paint. So, um, Things ain't changed. Still gotta have a jump shot. Yeah. Can't cause you can't put the ball down. You put the ball to the ground to to, to you gonna get gonna get stripped. So I want I I'd be interested to see what kind of how he uh, develops. Yeah, how he develops. Like can he play with his back to the back to the basket? They're, or, they're or, calling him the next Porzingis. Oh Lord. Anyway, I guess because well, his what, height. You gonna stay hurt? <laughs> man, why you do that man like that, man? I'm just. <laughs> they say he he has handles. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean the evolution of the game. Even is, um, well, no, um, Giannis's brother Alex Antetokounmpo is going to play in Europe and get ready for the NBA and the G League. So you starting to see, and again, I, I think people are gonna overreact and be like, "Oh my God, the world is crap, falling in." It's only a handful of players that are going to be able to do this. Yeah, everybody else is still gonna go to college for. They're one a, year, a two couple, year, couple three years, years yeah. whatever they need to feel that they develop their talent. You're only talking about 2% of players that are going to be able to go straight to the G League and then make their mark on the NBA. Now, how they develop, that'll be determined, I think, five years from now. Because if they don't develop into players, then the college right college route might come back into play to where you're like okay let me go to the kansas and uclas and duke and Carolina. Well, so then you got to really just look to see what the structure is on the g league what kind of coaches they have who are the coaches going to be there right. guys that you know maybe be looking for a, a job at the next, next level, level right. but you know they um you know cut their teeth so to say at the g league or whatever so um you know and that might be something as an owner i might be looking for since you know your your bottom half of your teams are going to be younger. You know, I take an example of the Hawks. Yeah. They're a young team. I don't necessarily might not want to go toward a veteran coach because I'm not sure he'd be able to, to deal with the younger generation and you have all those things. So maybe I go look at a, a, a coach down in the G League mm-hmm. that's dealt with... Stackhouse. Yeah. Well, he's at Vanderbilt, but yeah, somebody who... Coach there. Who, Instead of him getting to college, he winds up. He winds back up back in the NBA. Yeah, and it'll be good to see that as well because 
you know, if you've played and you you coached at that level, you deserve the chance to to move up into the next ranks. That's always the question of where is the next coach going to come from? Well, you got a whole right. Look down there in your quote unquote farm system and promote one of those up. And not necessarily just promoting somebody that's been an assistant on the bench. Granted, you, you, it takes a whole cast. Yeah. But oh, yeah. you need someone else to, to step in and play. Yeah, people like, I would, you know, you'd say the Warriors, people give Steve Kerr or not give Steve Kerr the credit, however you want to look at it. But his, you know, you look at the next three coaches on that, on that, um, on that bench, bench, you know, two out of three of them have been head coaches. Head coaches and been to the finals. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's like you said, how you how you put together that that. That, that, that that supporting cast. Uh, your boy Zion Williamson is. Uh, oh, I know you love this news. You know it, man. You I know, know you I love had this yeah news. anything with Duke as a uh, casualty is great with me. Um, his former agency is suing him because he signed a contract with them. He felt that they probably weren't doing enough. And, hey, let me go to this bigger uh, marketing company that can get me my deals and everything that I need. But they like, hey, you signed a contract, so you need to honor that. And the fact that you're not honoring that, we need $100 million because that's probably how much we would have made. That's the pain and suffering, to put it in layman's terms, that we would have gotten from you. And we want you to admit that you took money at Duke. Love it. Love it. Because Duke has never been part of any investigation. It's never even been, you know, hinted at. So for them just to have the allegation is wonderful. That's a Tar Heel fan, man. This is it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. So what I took what, a breeze what, outside. I, what I take from all of this is all, all these schools, if you dig below the surface, you're gonna find. You're gonna find. But what you're I'm just for. glad that they yeah. are not exempt from the and allegation. Now, that's now, all. That's now, all. And now you go look at that year because you know you how they got to, the number one, the number two, yeah, and the, the number, number three, three player. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, you got Zion, Cam Reddish, and R.J. Barrett. They were ESPN's one, two, and three in that order. Yeah. And they all went to do because usually one goes here. And I was like, well, well, maybe you get two. You get two, because I'm like, why am I going to go there? You got the number one, number two. I need to shine so I can get to the next level. Yeah. Let me go somewhere else. Come on. <laughs> I'm just glad it raises eyebrows. <sighs> Coach K is not squeaky clean. I don't care what y'all say. I'm just, this is this is great, man. This is the best story I heard in a long time. <laughs> well, I learned, pay the folks. <laughs> Well, that's what they're saying. They gave his folks some money, so I'm hey, pretty sure they Put did. something on there. You know, what you looking for? 20, 20 million? 20 million to keep you happy? Okay. Nike, pay him. Get pay, my pay shoes blow people. out. Pay him. Pay him. Pay them folks. Pay the Take people care to of go that. away. Yeah. Because there's a price. Always. Everybody got a price. If they telling you they don't, yeah. they lying. They lying. Pay him. <laughs> there's a price. I'm just trying to figure out what that, what that number will be. Yeah. But you can't ignore them. No, because they're not going away. Then you wind up like well, this right here. You wind up in, in <laughs> on MSN.com. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, again, everybody is paying their players. It's, it's all under the table. Yeah. We'll see how the whole um, name, image, and likeness, the NIL, how that will play into things on campuses coming up soon. But well, uh, I guess, it, I guess, I guess the good thing for Duke, 
if there is a good thing out of all this because of what's going on you got time before the next the next you know more than likely a lot starts. of this stuff will be over you know yeah. before the and next. the NCAA has just brought out five allegations against Kansas so their focus is on Kansas right now yeah. so you got time to get all the receipts hidden and mm-hmm. you know Make sure that people know exactly well, what to still, say. Well, it's still Coach K. So they ain't going to come at him with the hammer. No. You know what I mean? So it's still Coach K. Damn, I, I, I would love to see that, though. I just... Unless, oh. they, unless, oh. they, unless they just find the smoking, you know... The smoking gun. Unless they smile, you know... Unless, unless they just that find... That would be so that, beautiful. Or something on tape or, you know, conversation or whatever. Anything. Then, then it's, you know, then it's much harder to kind of get around it. But I, I don't think it'll, it'll get to that. But... To your point, still just having having your name in the news like that is not po- a supposed to be this squeaky, squeaky clean, squeaky clean, yeah, right. image or whatever. So. Got smudges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Adam Silver had a, a conference with the uh, Players Association. And everything. Uh, no decision until June. I told you this was uh, this week right here was my drop dead date. That if they didn't say we starting you got, here, you got till uh, Friday, May fifteenth. Yeah, <laughs> this is it. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think, I think they're leaning toward finishing the season like, later this year and then going straight into the 2021 season. Do you agree with Barkley? I mean, um, well, I think Barkley and Shaq have both been saying not only cancel the season, but if you do bring it back, it should be an asterisk. Oh yeah, we already know that. I don't think it'll be a purposeful asterisk, but just like we talk about LeBron's first one with Miami, Listen, we talk about the Spurs and their first one. Yeah, every, in the public eye, it's, it's, it's it, in yeah. the public eye is an asterisk. We don't you you, you, you win it. You don't you win say, it. You don't but, give you don't give the full credit to the Spurs or the Knicks because the Knicks was an AC when they made that finals run. Yeah, and you say, but you got to remember though. It was, it was a short, short season. season. That's, that's how you. That's, that's, that's how you. Frame everything it. is prefaced that way. That's why I don't understand flipping the baseball a little bit. Why they just want to go ahead and let these boys with the steroids just go ahead and put it on their uh on their say, on, say it. You from the steroid you from era. the steroid era from here to, to here, here yeah. was the steroid era. You got to prove it though. Well, half of them already <laughs> have. But I'm saying it was because you had so many that were proven. You just. Say just this just the them. It just applies to them. There's only two people they haven't proved that was on steroids. Uh, Bonds and Clemens and Clemens, right? But they were the main users, though. And but they I, haven't proven it. They That's haven't proven time. it. But I mean, to a point, Clemens has already admitted it. Yeah, you know what I mean. But the, but the thing too, both of them would already they would have been in regardless. Yeah, Bonds you, Bonds you, did you, it because McGuire and Sosa were getting yeah. all the publicity. He like, wait a minute, you know, hold on. Well, I'm the best hitter ever, right? And Clemens did it because everybody else on the team was doing well, it. Yeah. He so had, he had to go against get the Yankees. Yankees. Right. <laughs> the whole Yankees rotation. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, it, agreeing. They both would have been Hall of Famers anyway. Just say this sterile area. And I think the, the same thing with the NBA. We're we're still going to say, yeah, Milwaukee won it. But yeah. we don't know what would have happened yeah. because the coronavirus was out at that time. It yeah. was a short the, the season. Reason, the reason why we don't hold it against the Spurs, they would turn around and won four more. Right. The reason, or, why, the reason why we hold it against the Knicks because they never made it back. back. You, you so, see what I'm saying? So, like, it, what you do after it makes I, a difference I, as I well. I honestly feel bad for LeBron because win or lose, it's going to be talked about. Yeah. 
in that you, matter. You, you didn't win it when it was a short season. That was your best chance. Yeah. Or if he does win it, because, oh, you only won it because, because of the short season. season. Right. Danny he's in a, right. yeah. a no-win situation. Yeah. I feel bad for him in that respect because no matter how it turns out. Well, if you're going to have him talk about it, you better win it. Well, I'd rather, rather, rather cancel the about- season and just, <laughs> just say, hey, let's just start next year just to be on the safe side. Because if think- you lose again yeah. – I don't, think they, I don't think they're going to cancel the season. I think they'll wind up. Um, we'll know in four days. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. Like the, the the longer you go without making a decision, the long, the more you have already made a decision. So um, if not by the 15th, you know, the 15th, your, your, your deadline, mm-hmm. I'll say for mine is June 1st. I'll give Which two they've, more weeks. They reserve the right to. Wait till and, June. And, and I believe I believe if they were going to do it before the summer was out, they would have made a decision May first. I believe they're leaning more toward um, uh, September, October, or you know November, December, finishing the season, and then going with their plan as far as changing how they start the season anyway, moving forward for twenty one for twenty twenty one after Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, so I feel they'll go ahead and start. The twenty in the twenty twenty season around that time and then get started twenty twenty twenty. The last season. thing to come up is having games in Vegas and Orlando, and then some at certain arenas in yeah. uh, depending on East. And, and then West I Coast. also believe, but they, other the facilities, some of the facilities have just opened up again. There's no team practice, yeah. but individual yeah. practice. But I also I believe doing it that way, they're not the guinea pig. Like, Major League Baseball is about to be the guinea pig Correct. to how all this stuff is going to work. So, um, you don't want to be, to me, you don't want to be the guinea pig on bringing people back, folks getting sick, or, you know, all those kind of things. Or, you know, let somebody else f- figure out the bumps in the hole and then we come behind and, and make the decisions based on other people's mistakes. Right. So, to that point, Major League Baseball, um, they've kind of discuss things they're going to do 82 games starting it seems like in july possibly doing the um of course the games will be without fans and having them in certain uh baseball arenas that's the proposal but even if you look at baseball and even with basketball you've got to test repeatedly and but baseball, all already, it takes, baseball's already said they don't care if you catch it. We gonna, we're not going to stop the season. That's why I'm saying which sets a bad precedent because we've already looked at um, uh, basketball. What's um, cat Carl Anthony Towns? Yeah. His mom passed from this. Yeah. All it takes is for one player to catch it, and it's going to be a huge problem I, I get, and get sick. I'm not wishing that on you know. Yeah, not wishing, that's the best, but that's that, the that's why I'm saying if I'm the NBA, I need somebody else to go out here and be the guinea pig on on how you're going to address all these possible issues and risk management and PR and whatever. Baseball's made the decision that we're going to go ahead and have the games. You get and sick. how can you do it to that point? So California's pretty much still shelter in place, but Arizona's open. So. How can I justify fairness if one state isn't even open, but another state has been open for two weeks? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I think they're gonna they're, gonna, they're gonna keep those. And I gotta read through it again, but I, I get the feeling that they're gonna keep those teams in those areas. They're not gonna they're not gonna travel the country as much. But even still, you. That's why you're gonna have Arizona. You're gonna have 
Orlando or you know wherever. So how the so how do you train until then? You all come meet at this one location, and then we sit there and we test you repeatedly. You gotta get tested every day. I, I, you know what I'm saying? Because I, mean, I get it. But if I'm the NBA, if you if, if you test NBA, if, if you I'm test NBA negative, and you major league baseball, you next, good have fun. <laughs> <laughs> if you test negative and then two days later you test positive, then what? You know what I'm well, saying? Well, they already said you gonna go out there and throw that fastball, or you gonna go out there in middle and left field because. Is uh the whole TV catch it, but nobody because we ain't not gonna have no uh. How you gonna do social distancing and everything? Like no, it's... we're not, we're not. <sighs> Sign this contract, and you don't sue if you're a player. Well, yeah, well, that's the other thing too. Major League Baseball, the owners want to get their money from not having fans because you know baseball is guaranteed money, contract. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're talking about prorating those games for the players, you know, and. They want a 50-50, and the players are like, well, we're at risk, too. I mean, the owners want more because they're losing more yeah, by yeah. not having fans yeah. and jersey sales and stuff like that. The players are like, uh, no, it should be at least 50-50 because we're at risk of going out there and getting sick. Yeah. I mean, like I said. Do you I'm think the they're watching the Korean baseball league and seeing, like, how they're doing it? But the problem yeah, is, I'm, though, I'm sure they're watching but, everything. But the problem, the problem with that is, though, not just Korean. Okay, if I watch Korean baseball, but what you're not you're not emulating is what they do in their society. So you know they spray down everywhere. You know people when they go into you know kids go kids are going back to school over there. But vaccine is won't be ready for months. So I mean, but the the country has in place a way for you to move around and and for you to be for your you know for the businesses right. to be disinfected. They have something in place we don't have anything in place here in the states other than take this nine nine is n95 mask yeah. and 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 good luck spray your forehead touch your forehead <laughs> touch your forehead you fall between 97 and, and 97 and 99 you're good but if you had 100 who knows so yeah, i guess so we got a call online hello hey how you doing this is uh fago franklin the third Hey, how you doing, man? What's going on? How are you? I'm well. How about yourself? Doing good. 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 So how's it going? So, oh, man, just a blessing just to be here. Um, you know, of course, you know, working, um, you know, both the sports journalist side as well as uh, the publicist side. So, you know, always doing something productive. How about yourselves? Doing good, man. Staying afloat. Staying afloat, trying to stay COVID-free. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I overheard y'all was talking about the MLB and them uh, potentially starting up in July. Um, so can you reiterate to me, because I only jumped, um, jumped on the line for a little bit. I overheard a little bit. But do you think it's actually going to be a, a, a full season? How do you think the season is going to go? Do you think fans is going to be allowed or what? What's your perspective about it? No, they said there'll be no fans. They're looking at 82 games starting the 1st of July. And, of course, everybody needs – they're going to say 30 days. So they're going to try and start, I guess, hopefully by June the 1st. This is the proposal. It'll get, um, I guess, a stamp of approval by – I think Wednesday morning is the final decision. But this is the latest proposal is that 82 games starting in July. Uh, you can start training in June. And they're going to be in games in Arizona, Orlando, and a couple other stadiums. They haven't said which stadiums yet. And that you're going to play in your conference. 
and there won't be any interleague play at yeah, all. Yeah, they're going to have the three. They're going to set it up as three, right? They're going to have basically an east, west, and a central. Kind of, sort of, is what that they that part hasn't been finally ironed out, but that's what they're looking at. Okay, okay, yeah, because uh, I'm just saying, like, from the media aspect, because I get the fan aspect, you know, you don't, you want to watch out for the fans' health, and you want to make sure everybody is tested, of course, but as far as the media side, where, like, credentials, how is that going to work out? Because I've been looking at um, MLB League, as well as, you know, of course, the NBA and the NFL, and I know UFC, with credentialing aspects, they had uh, media members of the media actually have a mask on. So I'm like, is that like the new regulation was covering games and different things of that nature until we find some type of vaccine for it or, you know, correct. That it's going to be, it's going to be a crazy <laughs> whirlwind when things get back to some type of normalcy. Right. So, so I'm just trying to figure that aspect out. And then of course, you know, you have NASCAR. Are y'all going to watch the uh, NASCAR series this week? Oh, definitely. Up in Darlington. As a matter of fact, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, they sent out a, a, a press release, uh, Darlington Raceway, about media coverage. They're going to have one mm-hmm. reporter from the um, Associated Press, two reporters from the National Motorsports Press, and one local or uh, NASCAR designated reporter. That's it. Mm-hmm. Everybody else can be tied in uh, via uh, email on the distribution list for mm-hmm. basically like a, a Zoom is what they're going to do. And uh-huh. there be uh, everything will be posted so that you will have the content, um, the audio, video transcripts, all of that will be posted. They they won't be able to talk to drivers or interview them. And if you are one of those four people of the media, you must wear a mask. That's what they just uh-huh. sent out uh, earlier today. So it's oh. it, it's going to be totally different. Even still, photography. They said uh, there'll be two from Getty Images and one from NASCAR. That's it. (laughs) So they've (laughs) shut it down to just the essential people to cover it, basically. And that's Uh it. And, you know, of course, they they ended it by saying, you know, these are unusual times. You know, it's unfortunate that we have to do it this way, but this is the way things are going to have to be for a while. So not only just not fans, but media is, mm-hmm. is done for right now. Exactly. So that's why I've been telling people, especially in our field, to go after like you know some of the interviews. This is the time where you have to be creative. I mean, we we can sit here and talk about you know the NFL draft, and then you know you got rookie camp and you know what they're trying to do with the NFL um, and upcoming season. They're trying to move Super Bowl to you know the fourteenth. We still don't know what they're going to do with the NBA season. And so I'm like, you know, if the NBA season, like they scratch this season and continue with next season, it's going to bump into All-Star Weekend. And so, if you know, it, it, it's going to be a challenge right there. Um, and then, of course, you know, if you cover anything like within the entertainment base, you have, you know, Grammys and then Oscars. And it's like, uh, you know, <laughs> it's just so much that goes into all these different things. Um, and uh, so get used to wearing a mask yeah yeah <laughs> but more so outside of the format or anything of that nature with it y'all like how are y'all viewing the documentary um the documentary of the last dance like does it inspire you or like give me your take on that it's, it's saving it's, it's saving for 
everybody I've talked to, just in random talking, you know, you talk to people in random, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh man, thank God for uh, the last dance, because right. you know, no matter no matter what your favorite sport is, around this time you would have had the NBA playoffs, or mm-hmm. you would have had the beginning of baseball. NASCAR would be in the thick of their season. PGA would have been in the thick of their season. Uh, tennis would have been probably Wilmington at this point, right? No, no, uh-huh. no French Open. No French. French would have had a French Open. French Open. So you'd have been halfway through the P, uh, through the uh, tennis. tennis. Uh, WNBA would have just started up, or you know, be about fifteen games in. So, they would have. No, they wouldn't have started yet. They they would start uh, in the March, uh, in the May. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's right. Because they they're at after the right. after the NBA finals, which right. is still stupid. Hopefully they change that. But uh, yeah. um, uh, MLS I think would have been started. Would have you know here in Atlanta you would have had a, you know a, a championship team on their second or third run, you know tr- try, trying right. to get to the to the Cup Series. So just about around this time, going into the summer, late spring, going to the summer, there was something for everybody to to kind of watch. And you know now uh-huh. you don't have it, so the last dance is kind of providing a, um, it's providing a, a getaway for an avid sports fan, but I think it's also attracting um, just the novice novice individuals, kind of you know looking at it from man, what was I doing back in '96? You know what I mean? So from a, a history standpoint, you got people going back and, and watching it, and it's like oh man, you know from the hairstyles to the music to you and know, that score has been amazing. Um, so I think The Last Dance has been great on so many different levels outside of just sports and kind of getting to see, you know, Jordan at his best. But it's just giving a lot of people just a breather to... to The Last Dance to me is the equivalent of what you've been having on Instagram with the verses. With, you know, uh-huh. be, being able to see whoever you haven't seen live in concert, yeah. to see them live, you know. It, it, it gave people that grew up watching Jordan a chance to relive those memories and people who only know him from the shoe to like his kids. They never saw him play. So yeah. they're watching their, their dad. We talked about this with Tiger and the Masters when he won last year. His kids just know him as their dad. They didn't see who people looked up to as this great golfer who changed the history of golf. So for people who never saw Jordan play, or know what drove him to be this person, you get a chance to see that. And it drives home the point of not everybody's built for that win at all costs. And sometimes it's a huge sacrifice, as he mentioned. Is is it worth the reward? And that's something that everyone has to ask themselves personally. One other thing that I appreciated was having a father figure present and being able to see that because that's not shown enough. We always look at the the hey mom I made it you know and in basketball and football when they get up on their stage this last uh the year before last the NBA draft seeing those fathers there and be present I appreciated that especially black fathers being there and showcasing that and I definitely agree with you that on that aspect I mean what Jordan's dad did for him was just phenomenal and always being there. And, you know, just, you know, watching, reliving the memories. I just turned 33, so, you know, I remember, you know, watching the games with my dad. And, mind you, I'm a diehard Lakers fan, and I was a Lakers fan since Kobe. 
But I remember, you know, like when I really didn't know too much about basketball, and just like, hey, who's this person? And, you know, remember, you know, the matchups between the Bulls and the Knicks. And that those were some great memories for me, or either, you know, um, the Bulls versus the Pacers. So that that was just like, you know, something that was so nostalgic for me. And, you know, just to have that type of basketball presence and then his basketball IQ. And I'm just like, you know, in the media field, I'm just like, I take that mentality of with uh, Jordan, Kobe, and then you can even see it with Russell Westbrook. They have that, you know, mentality where they're killers. You know, they respect you, but they're going to, like, in their uh, profound profession, they're going to kill you. And that's how I take, you know, each and every day because that's what you have to do as a leader. You have to push people to excel, you know, and even with your team, you have to kind of push them. You know, you got to lead by example. And that's the same thing with um, Michael did as well as Kobe did. It's just like they're going to get in your tail and they're going to let it be known. It's either you're going to mess up and you're going to straighten it up or you're going to mess up or you're going to get the hell out to my court. Period, point blank. <laughs> right. Period, point blank. Because it's like me, I don't know about y'all, but me, I'm very competitive. I hate losing. I don't like to lose. I don't like being rejected. I hate it. And every time I'm rejected, every time, you know, tell, somebody tells me, you, you know, you can't do this, you can't do that, it just it sparks me up. And then I don't say anything. I, I let my words do the talking. I, 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 make sure, I make sure that people notice exactly what I do, and that's what Jordan did. It's like, all right, I hear, I hear you, I hear you. You the same beast, right. just an animal. <laughs> you, you can't guard me, though. <laughs> uh, looking at like NASCAR, when he said, go ahead. Uh, looking at NASCAR real quick. Who you like this weekend? Uh, uh, I give you the odds. Uh, Kyle Busch and Kevin Hart are coming in at five to one odds. I, I have, I literally have. You got no, no idea. First wide open. Literally no idea because what they haven't driven and what, like competitively, you know, too much. And what I, I don't know how I racing. Yeah, th- those don't count. Those I, don't count. I, I, <laughs> I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't know how that translates back to you know. No, that don't. That ain't got nothing to do. Yeah, exactly. So I, I literally have no idea. Yeah. You might as well just take the, take the, just roll it out there and whatever hits. His hits. hits. Yeah. I, I, the one thing I five to one is who? Yeah, both of them are five to one. Okay, who? Did, I, so I'm gonna bet your money on the who the who the ten who the ten to one guy who the twenty to one twentieth one. Yeah, yeah. Give the, me him. the hundredth one. I think it was somebody that was a hundred to one was uh. Austin Dillon. Yeah, give me him. Stenhouse Jr., my I'm cousin. Go, I'm going to go with Ricky, them, too. I'm going to go, go, go with Ricky, those guys. I'm go, cousin I'm Ricky Stenhouse. <laughs> they got just as a better chance of winning than than the five to one guys because nobody's really driven. We, we have no idea what's going to happen. Pit crew is going to be so crucial at this point, though. But everybody. But they goes, haven't had the chance to work they, together. They haven't had to, it's all up in the air. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with y'all. I, I think Kyle is going to win. He, he has been doing pretty good the last uh, two years. Um, and I like his car. I like his team. Um, and he's always somewhere in that top 10 all the goddamn on time. I forgot what race I was looking at. Um, it was in February, late February. Um, he came from nowhere. Um, and he had uh, got the second. Um, I, can't, I can't remember who got uh, first place. Um, but, yeah, that's a guy you always have to look out for. Period, point blank. I mean, the guy that's always the bridesmaid is um, Harvick. Is Harvick, you know, 
hard but, to, anything can happen. Yeah, but I'm going with the oh, 50, yeah. I'm going with the fifty to one guys. I'm putting my money on them. Your money on them. <laughs> That's a shame. <laughs> hey, I split it with you though. <laughs> stay right there. We're gonna take a quick break. We come back. We're gonna discuss the NFL schedule. It's DNA Sports Talk, eleven hundred AM. Be right back. You're listening to WWWE Real 1100 AM, and we want you to practice good hygiene by simply washing your hands. So enjoy 20 seconds of blinding lights by the weekend as you practice safe habits. I'm running out of time, cause I can see the sun light up the sky, so I hit the road and overdrive, baby. All done. Remember to stay connected to the real and stay really safe. Are you tired of eating the same thing every week? Then wake up your taste buds and go to the best Orleans style food in Atlanta. Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta has the best Cajun style food, specializing in seafood. The Jazz Brunch on Sunday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. is the best of both worlds. If you're a sports fan, they have several TVs and a great bar to watch your favorite team. Just be careful if the Saints are playing. Tell them DNA Sports Talk sent you. That's Copeland's of New Orleans in Atlanta, 3101 Carl Parkway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30309. Enjoy food and life. Have you been looking for a radio station that gives you sports? I don't believe it! It's a touchdown! Entertainment. Are you not entertained? And other special interest talk shows. Well, isn't that special? All on one app. Yo, that's dope. What app is that? It's the real 1100 AM app for WWE. Grab it for free in your Google Play or Apple App Store today. And now, back to DNA Sports Talk with Don Stinson and Asa Brown on WWWE 1100 AM. Hello and welcome back to DNA Sports Talk. We're bringing the facts about sports. You don't agree? Say so. 404-603-877 is that number again. Also live on Periscope as well as Facebook uh, as we jump into this NFL schedule. Uh, before we do that, I forgot about the last dance. Your boy Jordan would let Horace Grant eat, man, when he had a bad game. I nah, wish a grown nah, man nah, would stop nah, me nah. from eating. Like, come on. When, when, nah, I, when, I, when I seen that, I, I don't think I, think I could think of was the uh, movie Four Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> you going to stop me from eating? Come on, the man. I'm going to have my man on the ground, eat like a dog. <laughs> That's the only thing I think. <laughs> Oh, man, that's a shame. That's a shame. Um, NFL schedule. Um, Some notable. Well, so first of all, they're scheduled to start on time, but all things are fluid. And the way they set it up is for the first week to go off. And then you can tell by weeks two, three, and four, since none of those, if I can remember, are divisional games, they can backfill those or play catch up or, you know, Two, three, two, weeks two, three, and four, you can kind of make up or scrap and then come week five, you know, go forward. So, of course, all of this is fluid, but you got to plan it like things are actually going to happen. And looking at the um, the first week, 
What you like in that one? I've been looking. I, Besides Texans Chiefs, I couldn't pull. I couldn't pull it up on mine. Um, well, the Falcons Seahawks gonna be a pretty good game. Uh, yeah. You, you're gonna want to see what the Patriots look like without Brady. Right. Um, you want to see what the Carolina looks like without without definitely with no Cam looking over their shoulder. So no Cam that era. Um, I guess the real and big the game would Bucks be the, the Bucks Saints. Saints. Yep. So, um, um, actually, the Ravens Browns won't be a bad game either because the Browns going to come in again with some off season hype for mm-hmm. all the, the trades and drafts that they did that were pretty well. So, um, those are my my games of, my games of interest. Week. Yeah, from week one. Fago. Hello. Guess we dropped off. Um, so looking at the highlights of the uh, Thursday night schedule, um, they kind of kept some division games for some of them. Uh, got Atlanta and Carolina there. Um, the Dallas Baltimore game is going to be a good one. Yeah. Um, it was another game. Oh, Green Bay San Francisco. Rematch of the uh, NFC Championship game. Right. And then um, Thanksgiving Day, you got Houston against Detroit, Washington, Dallas. That's a good rivalry. And then Baltimore against Pittsburgh, which would probably be be for the AFC North at that point. At that point in the season, yeah. Definitely who could have the The first game, I don't know. You know, I mean, Detroit always plays in the game. You know, plays in a Thanksgiving game. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't have no history with the Texans, so that was kind of odd. But, you know, that it'll be in Detroit. It'll be in Detroit. In Detroit, so they keep with the history there. Right. Obviously, like you said, the Redskins-Dallas game, this is a traditional this tradition. you know, Cowboys against Indians type thing. And But the, the bruiser <laughs> is the Pittsburgh. The black and blue. And, I, you know, you and you wonder by that time who would be on the sidelines backing up uh, uh, Roethlisberger. Yeah. You know, we still got Cam. Cam is still out Cam there, right. That hasn't been signed yet, so. The Christmas Day, uh, Vikings and Saints. Yeah, yeah. The, you can tell the scheduling that they, they gave some thought to having yeah, some good matchups. The, the, the Vikings-Saints is good. It'd be the rematch from the Miracle. <laughs> Again. <laughs> or just the last playoffs. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. The, the, pass, the pass interference game, so. <laughs> so there's history there. Uh, the Sunday night games. Yeah. Uh, that uh, 10-4, you got Philly Vince, San Francisco. I think that one will play into wild card or yeah. who's going to have yeah. uh, possibly mean, a home field advantage I think at the, some the, point. The NFC, unlike the AFC, which you got two dominant teams, you know those two teams are Kansas City and Baltimore, and everybody else is playing second fiddle for right now as far as who's going to be that third team in the AFC. The mm-hmm. NFC is still a wide open, you know, for whoever wants to step in there, you know, granted San Fran is the is the, the the conference champion, but you know to me at this point they're no they're not lights ahead of Minnesota who had a pretty good run last year. Right. And probably on their last leg, if Minnesota don't make a run this year, they're probably gonna be in rebuilding. So Kirk Cousins gonna have to show and prove. You know you got the Cowboys, you know, gotten the franchise tag on Dak, so he got to show and prove. New head coach, so you know. Seattle might have been good if they didn't lose all their running backs the last three weeks of the season. Yeah. So, you know, so you don't know. Yeah, so the NFC to me is wide open as far as, you know, 
down in yeah. Tampa. You got Brady and, and Grunk now. Um, you don't know how that's going to play out. How to play out, yeah. Atlanta, you know. Can, Atlanta could, can, can, could can, sneak in there and yeah, do some things. Can the Falcons make some noise? The offense has pretty much stayed the same. Have their we'll draft the picks defense. the defense do? Can the defense match what the offense has been doing productivity-wise? Um, somebody from the NFL, and I can't remember, he, he had a hand in helping with the schedule. He said, if you notice, we always put together a certain schedule after the election. So, the, the Thursday night game is Green Bay versus San Francisco. And then your Sunday night game is New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. So, after an election, they always want to garner the attention. Yeah. You know, however from, it goes from down. States. From yeah. Those, those big um But just in general states. Just, just in general. Yeah. They want to to bring the attention back to, to football. Gotcha. Good or bad as well, to how you perceive so it. So now and I who am you still, vote for. And you know, the NFL to me the NFL is just like the NBA. Who the wants to go out there? Oh. No, well that <laughs> but who wants to go out there and be the test dummy for how we're gonna handle crowds and players excuse me, players and everything in reference to COVID-19. Right. The NFL is in a perfect situation because they can sit back and see how the college deals with it. You know, and how, how you know, will they allow fans, you know, will it just be student alum, you know. Like, we know there's going to be football, but college is going to kind of give them but, a sample but size. But the thing of, is, though, they were saying that it depends on if, what do you do if colleges don't open up? Do the players come back anyway? They're student athletes. <laughs> the, uh, so the president it may of the, not be. The president of the NCAA, Mark Emmer, he said we're, we can't have college sports without college. Right, because they're student athletes. Yeah, yeah. Emphasis on And again. Emphasis on athletes. Again, I mean, it, it by state, too. Boot, you know the booster's going to try to get something done. Like, look, we're not losing right, we're any not money. Losing money. Yeah, yeah. Over this, so I, I, they're gonna try to make something happen. NFL could possibly play games on Saturday if college football doesn't have, you know, if they start late or, you know, whatever the case, they could move some games to Saturday. Do you think that, like, since a lot of the college courses went online, um, technically they open. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like you. Uh, I, feel like, like, I feel like that's how they're going to get around. School, right. open. school is open. Like, DeVry and University campus. of Phoenix are going to have teams, too, though. <laughs> oh, hey. want some of this pie. <laughs> <laughs> you want this million dollar cash out to get beat 62 <laughs> 0? Hey. I, I just. I, again, like I said, it's going to be interesting. Again, you want to have, like I said, I think the NBA just is going to wind up pushing their season back till after everybody else has played. That's still you going too far into the summer, and then how you gonna deal with the season coming up? Though they go, they'll figure it out. But do you think if if it'll probably be an outrage if they if for example for the NBA if they went with less playoff teams? Nah, they're not gonna be. No, nah, they that. can't. They they've already added a playoff team this time. Oh, you said NBA? I'm NBA. thinking NFL. No, yeah. no, I, no. I, so you said the top four going? No, yeah, nah, no, 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 no. You play out one through eight. You play it out. You just the season ended when the season ended. But wherever you were seated was where you were seated. Only people that would be outraged is the ones that were in nice seat that think they may have had a chance to get to eight. Yeah. But I'd rather just have those two people fussing at me than having uh five well, you can through do five it, through eight fussing at me. You can do an immediate change to say the first round is five games. Yeah. That's what, I mean. 
I think that's going to happen I think anyway. a lot of stuff is, again, when they said that they were going to have the games at Disney World, that meant literally everything is on the table. Everything. Um, looking at the schedule. Oh, so, you go, let me ask you this. You go, you, as a fan, you going to go to a game? No, you can't. I mean, if they open everything up. Like, yeah, as of right not. now. They're not. So, my question is about this NFL schedule. This is just to keep us interested. Yes. This is, You can have live sports. Oh, this is content. The, the no, no, release I, no. of the schedule was yeah, just content. Yeah, yeah. No, no. And I, I'm with that. I'm just trying to get beyond that now. I'm just trying to say, hey, if they – and we know right now, when's the first Falcons game? First home September game? September 10th. Per the schedule. 13th. September 13th. You going? No. <laughs> Greg, you going? Nah, pass. <laughs> Hard pass. I, I'm, that's 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 the million dollar question. I I I believe they're gonna get one. I think people are gonna still go. Yeah, some people gonna go. I mean, you got people protesting down in Florida because the gym wasn't I, open. I, so I think, I think the you majority, will have people I think go. the majority of people are gonna go. That's yeah, why I'm gonna say something. I think the majority, like we, <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's the minority of people who's not gonna go. I think the and I feel the same way for college football. I think if they open up those stands, people are, are going. And the important thing for Atlanta, especially, it's not gonna be if you go to the game, like inside the stadium. Like, are you gonna tailgate? Tailgate. See, that's that's two different questions right there. Because yeah, in the South, it's known for tailgate. Yeah, and for the college as well. Right, you know, so I, I just I the feel that I get is football is going to happen and COVID is going to be at an all at a, at a at an all time high once the fall kicks in. Not because you know the flu or whatever, but because you're going to have sporting events that are going to promote the spread of it. It, it will. Um, who is it, Doctor Fauci? Yeah. Said that football is the worst sport. It's the the one that's the least social distance. Yeah, and all aspects of, of all of it. Yeah, I mean, but more players a, and everything else. But fan involvement. Like you, you got said, what tailgating the whole nine. It's roughly sixty players on either side. Yeah. That's one twenty. Oh. Uh, put coaches, staff. You talking about what one hundred and fifty people? Mm-hmm. On the sideline, on either sideline. And then also with a lot of, if, if it's a big game, that game's going to be sold out. So it's all those people sitting close together. Yeah. Then you got the uh, the luxury boxes in which there, there are going to be too many people in there. Mm-hmm. And then you got the, the press box. And then you have all the replay officials or whoever's supposed to, you know. Look, tell yeah. Me. Um, it's, it's terrible. Look at week, <laughs> week two. Successful. Week, week two, you got Joe Burrow against Baker Mayfield. Yeah. So, I, I'm. Week three, I, I, Ravens I, I, against I, Chiefs. I, I know. I know the putting. I know put it out is for content. I get that. But I'm. I'm in the mindset that the season's actually going to happen. Like they're not going to. They're not going to shorten the season. You going to still. They're not going to be a ten game season. They going full strength. They going full, full yeah. force. Man, Arthur Blank got to get his money for for the Mercedes Benz. I like because I read it. And it's going to be week, hard. Week nine, um, Drew Locke and Denver come to Atlanta. Oh, Jeezy, Jeezy, right? Drew Locke, baby. <laughs> 
Lady Jeezy. I want to see. I want to see, see a rock and word for word on that one. TN 104. <laughs> I want to see Drew get it in. Uh, week 8 had Patriots, Bills, which... Might be the a- AFC East. Yeah. You know. But they said the Patriots have the hardest, I want to say, um, schedule. And the Ravens have the easiest, which is usually different. Usually, you know, you get a kind of a, a little bit of an easier schedule after you've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah, correct. Or made it to to the AFC Championship game, but for them to have one of the hardest is surprising. Um, Of course, it'd be interesting to see how if they go with Stidham, do they bring somebody else in? All that's up in the air. Um, They have what five games nationally televised, which is the the most that you can have, which is surprising not having Brady there. I thought they would have probably had. Three nationally televised, but to have five is a lot. Well, you know, but yeah, they're on Monday Night Football at twice. Twice, yeah. So, well, we'll see how it turn out. They get, they get rock on the first one. <laughs> am... It's the AFC East. I already got you know, New England penciled in for ten wins. You got Buffalo winning. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, what eleven and five? Eleven and five. But I think, given their schedule, they could they could tank without tanking and get uh, enough. Well, they should have enough picks to go after Trevor Lawrence. They, I mean, with that schedule, if they lose games, that you know, yeah, they, they, listen, it's the AFC East. Either they're gonna be tennis, they gonna be with that schedule as hard as it is. Either they're gonna be gangbusters and be ten, ten and six or better, or they're gonna be three and thirteen. <laughs> ain't no, ain't, you know what I mean. They could lose a lot of close games. So, I, I think they went in all defense. You can try to keep it close, make sure. Um, oh, you didn't speak about um, our boy who got pistol whipped, Earl Thomas. <laughs> Why you do that, man? Like that, man. <laughs> did he get? Did he, did he not get pistol whipped by his old lady? Well, he got stuck up by his old lady. That joker said, "Man, that was the." You talk about quotes from this past week. That joker <laughs> said, "Stuff like this happens." You and your brother up there doing the do with some randoms. Your old lady come in with the have they have they well oh, with the with the heat with the heat the and, the, and the girlfriend's lock, coming the lock with steak lock. Came with everybody. <laughs> she came in with everybody. Everybody. One. He left the gun at home and left his uh, Snapchat on on and, uh, on and left location on services location on. Services. on, on I think he wanted to get caught. Yeah, I, I think I, I, yeah. I think quiet is. I think, but I, it's a good thing she didn't pull the trigger though, because it was one in the chamber. Yeah, I, I the and more, it wasn't on safety. The more I think, of, the more I think about it, like he did that on purpose. Yeah, and she still ain't gonna leave. Nope. <laughs> well, you saw what happened. Like his birthday was a couple of days ago, and she got him a chain. Got him a chain, like a personalized chain. Yeah. With his money. <laughs> That's how you do it. Now, I, so, I knew of a situation. <laughs> and this has been DNA Sports Talk. No, no, no. No, no. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. We get the rap up. We get the rap up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up. I knew of a situation. Oh, God. No. I knew of a situation. 
So Patrick Ewing got no, his dream no. his dream team gold medal stolen. All, all I was going to say was <laughs> I've seen people who like they live off that kind of adrenaline. You know what I mean? Where oh, man, why are you talking about? Oh, hmm. I'm See, about to I say the name. I'm about to say. I've I've seen couples really go. I ain't seen a gun pull out, but I seen <laughs> I seen people get their head bust with a with a, 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 a old e English bottle. You know how big them things is. So you know, and then two hours later, if you hadn't been there to witness all that, you'd have been like, oh, they've been in love since day one. So I think. Some people that they get off on that kind of energy. That's all I was gonna say. You ain't got to wrap me up, man. That's all I, was <laughs> <laughs> I ain't called no names, no nothing. Oh my goodness! Now you knew. Speaking had, of Milwaukee, you knew we had um, the OE bottle. Uh-huh. <laughs> you knew we had the OE bottle. <laughs> then maybe you might know who I'm talking about. But oh well. <laughs> That's a shame, bro. That's a shame. Poor Earl Thomas. I I wonder if he gets cut now. And the, yeah, and, and they said no. They said no. Hey, uh, well, uh, probably not. The only reason why I say that is because you, you know they're building something there in Baltimore, and you don't want that. You know, again, thank COVID because you know so much more is going on. This would be a non-story by that time. By that time, yeah. Yeah, everything was about the schedule coming out and figuring out who was playing where. So. Yeah, it won't even be an issue at that point. All right, make sure you follow DNA Sports Talk on Twitter. DNA Sports Talk on Instagram. DNA Sports Talk on Snapchat. <laughs> location off. DNA Sports Talk <laughs> on Facebook. <laughs> Reach us directly. Gmail.com. Turn that off too. <laughs> <laughs> the website. www.dnasportstalk.com. Oh, man. We hope to be back here next Monday. WWE 1100 AM. Hey, y'all stay safe. Wash your hands. That's right. Appreciate all y'all health workers. Thank you. Welcome to DNA Sports Talk. This is Don the D and DNA. This is Ace of the A and DNA. Where we come to you live each and every Monday, 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. On WWE AM 1100, iRadio Now, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio. Where we bring the facts about sports. If you don't agree, say so.